0: Right, good morning everybody. It's Tony Fleming. This is our uh eight AM Eastern Book Club call. We do this call every Saturday morning. And man, I was just thinking this morning, we have been doing this book club for years and years and years and more years. We got to have the, the longest running book club. <laughs> I need to check uh what's that uh what's the book everybody go to with all the um great accolades in there that nobody has ever accomplished I and mean, what's the name of the book? It's probably on it's probably now or internet I mean a website page now but probably because everything is online now but you uh, yeah somebody help me out. What's the name of the book? Wake up, wake up, yeah. Guinness Book of World Records. That's it. Guinness Book of World Records. And uh for the longest Standing book club, how can I say that? I guess in our industry, I guess probably probably so, but yeah, so uh welcome everybody this is a uh this is a call that we we do that we actually load on the podcast platform also where we talk about different books and we choose a book we call it the book of the moment instead of the book of the month, uh because a lot of times we go over the month, um this one we might not. We might. We might start on the first of the month or something like that. Uh, well, second weekend of the new month maybe because this is an easy read, small book. But, you know, don't judge the book by its cover about its size, you know what I'm saying? Pound for pound, this might be one of the, the nicest books uh, out here when it comes to uh, how we should, you know, think about wealth and how we should think about um Really, our mindset. Everything has to do with that. Our thoughts, all that stuff. So, all right. So, we ready to rock and roll. We got a guest speaker on. I can hear her in the background there, making a little noise. She's uh, she's been on before. Um, and I always has some good stuff. So, Miss Harriet, are you there?
1: Yes, sir. Good morning, Mister Simmons.
0: Good morning to you. So, uh. Let's get a little refresher here, Harriet. What what city are you in? Tampa. Tampa, Florida, okay? Is that home you grew up there?
1: I grew up in Daytona Beach.
0: Okay. All right. A friend of Dr. Nicole, right? Yes, sir. All right. So, give us a little your background. When you like you were military, right?
1: Yes, I um Retired military in 2012. I um, retired here in Tampa um, after my last assignment, which was at McGill, which is in Tampa. And um, I now reside in Tampa. I was in the military for 26 years. and
0: so Army?
1: Air Force, I'm sorry.
0: Air Force, okay. That's that easy one. I heard that's that easy branch I was telling <laughs> somebody the other day. <laughs> <laughs> they said that's an easy branch that you get in. <laughs> Just travel around the world, but I did read something that said if you have what is it, uh, two or three years of college or something, then you can come in, you know, as a uh, officer or something like that. Is that true?
1: No, it's um you could come in at a certain rank, a certain level. Oh, okay. Officers you need to complete um, college. Could oh, okay. come in at a at a higher rank than you would, you know, with just high school.
0: Okay. So, what places did you travel with the Air Force?
1: Travelled to Panama, Turkey, Iraq, Korea. I did all of the Caribbean, um, all of South America. Um, stateside was Washington D.C. How long were you in Turkey? St- I did
0: on fifteen months in Turkey. Hmm. I think I asked you about this a couple of years ago or last year or something, but uh well uh, maybe I didn't but um you know when I think of Turkey I think of that movie uh, <laughs> did I ask you that? What's the name of that movie?
1: Uh Yes, with the the prison. I can't remember the Yeah, name the guy the guy the, called, guy the got guy the guy got caught
0: over there crazy. from the uni- from the United States with some dope and they put him in prison, and it's supposed to a true story. Um, he wound up breaking out at the end. I guess the guy in there tried to rape him or something, and he he broke loose, and, you know, he kicked the door open, and the door was to freedom. You know, he ran out, and it was like he had been there for a while. So Turkey is a place, like, where they'll cut your hand off and of stuff if you get, like, they catch you stealing or
1: something. They don't play in Turkey. <laughs> Even being stationed, you know, even being stationed there in the military, you have this, it's like a, you have this stamp when you enter the country and you have to make sure that you have that in order to exit. And so it's one of those things that you place somewhere that you'll remember where it is or you'll have some problems mm-hmm.
0: exiting. So, yeah. Wow. So, so Bridget. Tell me the truth. Did you know that was the name of that movie, Midnight Express, or did you hit the Google button? She just texted me with Midnight Express. Yeah, that's the name of it. But tell me that you know that, (laughs) because I said, man, that movie there, because they had this song in there they played that they used to play on the NFL football films, and they played that. I think that was one of the major songs in the movie. And, uh, oh, she said she saw it three times. Okay, shout-out to you. Shout-out. That's a uh, (laughs) – That's a classic movie. If anybody hadn't seen Midnight Express, you might want to check that out. It's probably free on YouTube now, you know. It probably is. There's a lot of movies out there on YouTube, but Midnight Express. All right, so, Harriet, I'm going to turn it over to you, and uh, you tell me where we're going to start reading. And if you need me, I'm going to jump in. I'm actually over this. I'm doing a uh, a seminar today. and Well, I'm, I'm attending a speaking seminar, so I'm sitting in the parking lot at the hotel with my car bagged in. I don't usually, I, you know, I don't usually bag in because I kill our people for doing that. Every time I see somebody bagging their car in, I, I say, that's an African American right there. And uh, <laughs> we don't want bag our car. Hold up traffic trying to bag the car in. So. But I'm bagged in today, so I'm sitting here listening. Um, and I'm going on mute, so if you need me, let me know.
1: All righty. Good morning, everyone. Uh, Once again, Mr. Fleming, I appreciate another opportunity to um, read and discuss the current book that we're actually reading. And I'm going to um, read from Distinction 4, titled, it actually states here, Millionaires Believe They Must Be Generous. The middle class believes it can't afford to give. And I'm going to read starting from page 65 to 66. And it reads, one day, I was in a sub shop buying myself lunch. A man about 19 years old served me. The total came to just under $5. I paid him with a $10 bill. When he handed me a $5 bill and some change, I put the coins in my pocket and handed him the $5 bill. Here, this is for you, I said. For a second, he looked confused. Then he said, are you serious? yes i said holy crap he exclaimed he couldn't believe it his response to my giving him only five dollars was amazing about a week later i returned to the same sub shop this time an older black woman served me. my bill was almost eight dollars so i paid her with a twenty dollar bill when she gave me the change i kept a couple of dollars and gave her a ten dollar bill here this is for you i said she said, for real? Yes, I said, God bless you. Then she emphatically said, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Her response made me smile as I walked out the front door. I couldn't have bought anything for 5 or $10 that gave me the pleasure I enjoyed from their reaction. As I read that and when I was reading that, I thought about a saying that, um, you know, you see often where the saying is blessed people bless people you know and and i personally feel that generosity should not be tied to a certain class you know being generous is not always about finances or money um being generous with your time your gifts your talents um as well as your love can change you know a person's life as well as your life and so you know when you look at generosity i look at it, as it, it allows you to give freely without expecting anything in return, you know, and the reward will be greater for you than for the person on the receiving end. Mr. Fleming, you have any comments or thoughts?
0: Do I? Do I? Do I do? <laughs> <laughs> Man, do I do. And I was, uh, what page is that again? Because I remember reading that, but I didn't hear you. I was, like letting my window down up up when you. Sixty five okay. and sixty six. Okay, but let's go back to being a giver. You know, man, I do that. You know, I got people frustrated at me now because at one point, you know, I was the the uh, master tither uh, at my church, and I'm talking about for years. You know, I, I was, you know, I gave so much. You know, what I'm saying not only that. You know, when I went to the smaller church, I gave a lot of my time and money. When I was at the larger church, you know, just the money part. But um, then I start giving not just the 10% to the all to the whole church, and that's when they got mad at me. I was like, man, look, I got too much documentation. That's a whole other train that we'll talk about. But what I started doing was taking that 10% and give it to other people. Matter of fact, that's part of me on this book club call on Saturdays, the money I give out. That's part of my mm-hmm. 10% of tithing that I do. And I give to other people. I'm always, you know, when I see somebody, I give them, you know, anybody hanging outside the store or something like that, you know, $5, $3, you know, and, you know, you see people at the traffic light that always, it seems like when I give, it starts the party. Because a lot, a lot of folks be sitting there like, <laughs> and I give, <laughs> then other cars start giving. It's like a, And that don't happen just to me. I see other people do it, and I start doing it, too. It's like we got to wait for the first person to give. But I think also that by me being a giver, I get a lot of people give to me. So Mm -hmm. uh, I believe in that for real. I definitely believe. Not just giving money, but time and and, uh, effort. And, you know, I do stuff all the time and go out of my way a lot, Um, out of my way a lot to – to do that and I know uh that it comes back, you know, not right then mm-hmm. maybe but later. Right. I had a lady uh I had a lady that uh I don't know if she's on the call or not, but I think she's just a customer. But uh Lisa called me and said, Can you help this lady out? She's at the airport. She's going to Vegas or something. She ran out without her her product and um you know, she needs to get some detox I said I said okay and she connected with the lady ladies at the airport so I said are you I said you traveling by yourself she said no I got my mother with me and I said can she travel like that she said oh yeah 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 because she told me she said I'm gonna jump on the train from the airport and I'm gonna meet you somewhere uh that's when I said to your mother because I I asked her where she was from because I didn't know if she understood the train or just the the hustle and bustle that comes with that. And she said, yeah, I got mm-hmm. it. I'm going to bring my mother. So, so she got on. I met her over by Perimeter Mall, uh, train stop in Atlanta. And when I got over there, uh, I gave her the product and I noticed she said, well, I forgot. I mean, I forgot the time got away and it's, it's about to, uh, I got to catch an Uber to get back to the airport because we ain't getting back on that train no more. I said, I said I, she said, no, nah, it's a little more rugged than what I thought. I said, and she had, you know, I saw her mother and She's like, I don't want to put my mother back on that. I said, that's why I asked you that. Because if she had said her mother couldn't, I would have come to the airport, you know, and it went long out of my way. But long story short, I said, no, nah, don't, don't catch an Uber because it's going to take too long. Jump in the car. So I, I took them back over to the airport. Which is way past where I live, but the whole point was, you know, I just wanted to help and, and give. But man, the conversation we had all the way over there was a blessing to me. I was talking to her mother, and you know, she said some things that was a blessing to me. And I wouldn't have got that if I didn't give my time and and, and you know things of that sort. Because I know most people would say, man, I'm not gonna go past where I live just to go over to the airport and to take somebody out. I'm like, nah. Um, what are you talking about, man? The Texas? Pre- I think preacher man. <laughs> he might be on some stuff on Saturday morning he. Let me see. I'm glad you know, I don't have to just get some. <laughs> man, what are you talking about? <laughs> oh, I got you. I got you. I got you. I didn't miss that. All right. So yeah, I mean, I believe in that, um, Harry. I really do. Um, I get more than than what a lot of people think too so i definitely believe in that and i think and it doesn't come just to 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 get back because a lot of times i don't i don't see to get back <laughs> now i'm gonna tell you when i do see to get back calmer when i do something I don't know why this guy gonna bag here right next to me now here it's a bunch of parking <laughs> spaces over here <laughs> and, and, I'm he is bagging here next to me and it looks like, all right. So but yeah, it's a uh my my karma comes back on me fast when I do something that I shouldn't have done. Right. You know, the yeah. giving part might take a little longer. But yeah, I do I do I do have something I can talk about that so you can continue. <laughs> All right.
1: On page sixty seven, uh, um, where it's titled Learn to be generous, he wrote Being generous is fine. It feels great when you give from the heart. I have given total strangers money on numerous occasions and will continue to do so throughout my life. It's Mm. a good habit to be generous, to make sure money never controls you. I once heard a spiritual teacher tell of a test you can do to see if you possess your money or if it possesses you. The test, give it away. If you can do that, then you possess your money. If you can't, then your money possesses you. Wait, wait,
0: wait, wait. Say I it again. I thought that was entered. Read that again. The test
1: is the test is give give it away when you're speaking about your money. It says once I once heard a spiritual teacher tell of a test you can do to see if you possess your money or if it possesses you. And so the test was give it away. If you can do that, then you possess your money. If you can't, then your money possesses you.
0: Ooh we, so. Wonder well, now you know I, I'm also kind of tight too when it comes to me for you know no <laughs> no I'm talking about for myself. So right, you know when I you know buy stuff like it's certain things I like mm-hmm. that I will spend money on. Then there's a lot of things I would say eighty percent of stuff I don't like spending money on. Matter of fact. I would go to the dollar store, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I have no problem doing that. But you have some people who are just super tight. They don't want to give to nobody. They, mm-hmm. no, they I, I take back 'cause back because I don't know their personal life. I don't know they might give their time. You know, I don't. some of them I don't see that either. But, uh, you know, they'll say, well, you know, I worked too hard for this. I ain't going to sit here and get my money away. Um, what's your thought on that?
1: Well, I when I even look at generosity, I'm the same way. It's like I'll do more for someone else than I do for myself. And it's not to get any accolades or anything of that sort. It's just like you said, you just do it. You know what I mean? You don't mm-hmm. expect anything in return. And so, I, you know, even how I was raised and just as I became an adult, it. It sticks even more because my dad used to always say, you know, you'll get money sometime as a kid, and then right away you want to run for the store, you know. And his thing was always, hey, when, when you're, when you're, and this is speaking financially, like when you're financially blessed, it's like you don't raise your standard of living, you raise your standard of giving. So, you know, we was always taught as far as like giving first. And so, um, I'm like you, you know, I like, I like things. You know what I mean? I'm not mm-hmm. materialistic. I like to have things. It's certain things I like and it's certain things I get because I like them. It's not because, hey, it's this, this is the next thing out or what have you. It's about the quality and stuff. You know, but also I believe in giving, you know what I mean, because I think that's, like you said, it comes back. And it's not that you expect anything, you know what I mean? And I don't have, like a lot of times when I give, I'll tell someone, hey, you know, you need to tell anybody this is between you and I, you know what I mean? Because some people, you know, feel that they have to broadcast, and it's not that, you know. For me, it's just doing what I was led to do Mhm. and leaving it there. Yep. You know, I don't have to have it on a billboard. I don't have to have, you know, them tell a million people mm-hmm. or anything. So.
0: You know, I think it's somewhere in the Bible that says, you know, when a person does that and, you know, gets loud and brag about that, you know, uh said something similar to, you know, that's their blessing right there. That that few minutes that people listen to them, After that is gone.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know what I'm saying? So um but, you know, some people have to have attention when it comes to that. So but
1: uh and some people think giving is about oh, you can't do for yourself. I have friends that are more, you know, you they know, they're well off. They, they got, they got things, but it's like sometimes you're, you're led to, to give something that you know, and it's not about oh they can't get it themselves or they can't do it themselves. You know what I mean? It's still as far as what you're led to do.
0: Right. Correct. Right. Correct. Right. And like I said, this little book has some nuggets in it. You know, somebody looked mm-hmm. at it and, and just really, you know, if you run if you already run through the book. You know, go back and read it again, yep. you know, because, um, you know, the second run, you're going to hear something or see something that you didn't hear or see the first time. So, all right, anything else? But he also, on
1: in this particular chapter, you know, he just told about several instances that he was actually giving. And, you know, um, it was, I know with one, where he was driving around at night or heading home and he ran across um, a lady the night and so ended up picking her up, you know, and then he just asked, hey, you know, if I give you some money, will you not go out, you know, in the street tonight? And then he ended up taking her, you know, to the grocery store to um, get some groceries because she said the reason she was out because her kids needed groceries and her mom was watching them. And, um, you know, I guess when this book was written, it was like, 2007, but, um, you know, he spent however much on groceries, and then before leaving, you know, he ended up taking her home, and then her mom, you know, was really happy as far as, you know, what he did, and then he ended up getting her $100 more and saying, hey, you know, um, get some groceries later on this week as well, you know, and then I was looking at page 71 where he says there are so many opportunities for us to be generous every day being generous is a sure way to be happy. Being greedy is a sure way to be miserable. i don't he says I know I didn't solve that young woman's problem for the long term, but who knows what might have happened to her that night? One reason I write books and teach seminars on success is to give people the knowledge they can use to make a long term improvement if they choose.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, um listen to that term, lady of what do you call the lady of the night? <laughs> <laughs> people, <laughs> that's uh, 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 some people younger people would definitely be confused on that one but that's when you know you didn't you wouldn't bold enough to say some of the stuff we say now but well, it's a number of words that people say uh, for that lady of the night now uh, but um, so so the dirty deacon texts me and says that the middle class is the book that he was reading that gives more money than the wealthy that they are more generous than the wealthy, uh, which is interesting. And, yeah. you know, you, you can ask two questions about that or even three. Uh, you know, I guess you got to read it in context and understand what, what they mean by giving. And mm-hmm. uh, and and I believe, too, this, this is just my thinking. I'm sure nobody else, you know, might not think the same way because I like to know where they're they giving to and where the money going. I think a lot mm-hmm. of people also think that to give, to get back. So that's how I'm going to get wealthy. Right. If I keep giving, yeah. you know what I'm saying? And So they, you know, and so that'd be hard for me to, to just think that because I know for the wealthy, they got to have humongous tax breaks. So they got to give. They probably got documented all kind of stuff where they give away stuff. You know what I'm saying? Um, but I still believe that you know, if it's the middle class giving more than the wealthy, that means that um, I believe they – no, it doesn't mean that. I'm just – my thought process is that they're giving to try to get. Um, now, some people on here have a mindset of <laughs> – No, you know, wealthy folks just don't give nothing. They just tight and stingy. they evil. <laughs> don't try to protect the wealthy. No, I'm just saying <laughs> that's a thought process that we grew up with. So (laughs) he on there trying to protect the (laughs) Uh, (laughs) wealth.
1: And then Mr. Fleming, like on page 73, he notes, not all millionaires are generous, but happy ones are. Mm -hmm. Most millionaires Mm. believe in the law of sowing and reaping.
0: Reaping, They see money as a
1: seed. Millionaires know that if they are generous, they will receive more in return. Millionaires are not only good givers, they're also good receivers.
0: They have a very mm.
1: different belief about receiving than the middle class does. They believe they deserve to receive because they are generous.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Oh, well, that's interesting. Because I know right. that
1: some individuals do something to give because it's like, they feel like when you give to them, it's a hidden agenda, you know what I mean?
0: Okay. Yeah, you know. But, um, and yeah, that's true. You know, it's always some kind of thought process of why did this happen to me instead of just receiving it, you know, it's like, hmm, mm-hmm. what's the game here? Because so, you know, if it's a game that they run, they go think somebody is running the game on themselves. So. Right. Yeah, so. Yeah. All right, well, uh, I don't know if you have anything else, but do you? I'm sorry.
1: I just had one other thing I wanted to just read. I thought
0: um, Proverbs 11.25
1: okay. was a good scripture to end with, which it states here, one gives freely yet grows all the richer. Another withholds what he should give and only suffers want. Whoever brings blessings will be enriched and one who waters will himself be watered.
0: Mm. Yep. That is so true. And, um, You ever heard, they got all the money they need to give anyway. (laughs)
1: Yes. (laughs) They
0: got all that money. Jay-Z and Beyonce ought to just take care of all the homeless. (laughs) They should should just get all their money to the homeless. They still going to have plenty more. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> well, uh, again, appreciate it, Harriet. We're going to um, – Thank you. All right. All right. Thank you. I, I, y'all put an eight in the chat. Everybody put an eight in the chat for, for Harriet. <laughs> as, as I said, what chat? Well, you know, put it in your mind She so you can feel it.